Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Bible in the News. We've seen many things going on recently. There's still the coronavirus pandemic that is gripping the world. There's U.S. US elections that are heating up. And there's, of course, the Abraham Accords that we have been speaking about, where peace and greater stability in the Middle East seems to be coming our way, at least for the short term. There's another thing that's been going on in the news that you may be less aware of. It hasn't gripped the headlines the same as some of these other items. And that is the current conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. The conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan is mostly about that area that you see in the brighter orange-yellow color on the map. That area is called Nagorno-Karabakh, and it's an area that is contested between the two countries, between Armenia and Azerbaijan. When they separated from, um, as it was, the Soviet Union, as it turned into Russia, they, um, they both were claiming that territory as their own. Most of the international community counts it as being part of Azerbaijan, but Armenia counts it as their own. Where we are in the world is right there in the Caucasus area, so we have Russia to the north, Turkey to the southeast, and Iran to the southwest. This is quite a, uh, a hot spot, and it's an area that there's been lots of flare-up and trouble in the past. If we go back in history a little bit, the Armenian people have been greatly persecuted. They, um, the Armenian people have been greatly persecuted. They have been under um, many different empires and um, had various persecutions against them, including the relatively recent Armenian genocide that was committed against them by the Turks and the Ottoman Empire in the First World War. And there was many civilians marched away under the guise of deportation, and they were actually killed, marched to death, or slaughtered in various ways. The death toll of the Armenian genocide is generally thought to be between a million and a million and a half Armenians. So we come forward to today, being as both countries were part of the former Soviet Union, they both tend to be somewhat in, under Russia's sphere of influence, and Russia has interest in both countries. The area is an important energy corridor, and that of course always interests Russia. They would like to keep it under their influence and be able to have their way. Turkey is another big player in this conflict. They are supplying the Azerbaijanis with um, military equipment and backing them in their fight against Armenia. Russia, Russia tends to back both the Armenians as, and the Azerbaijanis, although if push came to shove, they'd probably be more behind Armenia. Armenia is Christian and has been for a very long time. They claim to be the first country to have Christianity as a state religion. And um, Azerbaijan is primarily Muslim and um, has a lot of Turkmen population. But as the area is an oil corridor, Russia has great interest in maintaining um, influence on both sides and would rather see the area remain in peace and be able to just quietly influence what goes on there. So playing on uh, Putin's great ability to control the world stage from behind the scenes, he is talked about here as being a chess player. Russia checkmates Turkey on a Caucasus chessboard. 
So as they both, it's kind of like a proxy war, and they're both trying to gain their influence on in the area, and um, and and Russia seems to be gaining the upper hand at the moment. Um, this article points out that Erdogan is edging towards crossing Putin in the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, which of course is very interesting, um, as we as as part of the the time of the end. There's the drying up of the river Euphrates, which really Turkey is um, Turkey is what's left of that Ottoman Empire that was dried up primarily in the First World War, and since then its influence has been waning. So Russia managed to broker a ceasefire um, between Armenia and Azerbaijan, which took effect a couple of days ago, and they were hoping that would calm everything down, although it was still very tense. And then um, after not very long, it all broke out again, and um, the ceasefire phrase as Azerbaijan and Armenia allege attacks. So really, at the moment, this is much of a, um, a kind of watch-this-spot sort of event, um, see what will happen here. But as we look at the Bible to see what we'd expect to happen, we see Russia um, needing to be the guardian power in the area. Um, for all the company that comes with them, in the end, they are a position of a, a guardian unto them. They're the military power that the, they see as a protectorate. Um, as it says in Ezekiel 38, verse 7, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. So we see Russia uh, at the end having a very great sphere of influence, and and um, and these nations looking unto them to protect them from from the trouble that there might be in the world. We see Russia as an expansionist power. Daniel 11, verse 40. At the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him or contend with him. It's more of a... The, the Hebrew there is is a hip pale. It's more of a continual action than a, than a one-time strike. And the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. Some see this verse speaking primarily about him entering into Turkey. Um, that may be involved, but note here that it's he shall enter into the countries. There's multiple lands, as the Hebrew is. There's multiple lands that he is going to that he is going to enter into as he as he comes south, and he will um, overflow and pass over. He's going to completely swamp the area. So that's what we expect to see happen. We expect to see Russia's influence expand. We see we expect to see them um, work to bring other countries into their sphere of influence. We expect to see them be a, a strong military guardian power in the area to keep the peace, to be a broker, as we've seen happen here. But we also expect them to be expansionist and to um, start militarily taking over other countries, which really is what we see in Syria. And they, they did it in a fairly kind of like backdoor kind of way, but they've become uh, essentially the dominant power in Syria. And um, we wouldn't be surprised to see that happen to other countries as well. So watch this spot and see what happens. But it's interesting things going on in the world as we see events get closer and closer to the time that our Lord will return and set up the kingdom over Israel. So thank you for joining with us again this week for the Bible in the News. This has been Tim Billington joining you. Thank you.